0: Um go, Hanka, it's taken us a while, hasn't it, to <laughs> find a date because I know you are such an incredibly busy person, uh, but I'm very, very, um, very, very glad that we we're able to uh, to have you on the, the Sales Transformation pod- Podcast, so welcome.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation and I'm very much curious what will be all topics we uh, will touch well, today. Yeah.
0: So for the benefit of our listeners, um, Hanka is the Managing Director of um, SAP in the Czech Republic, unless I've got that slightly wrong, but I believe that's the case. And um, Hanka is also on our Master's Programme, so we know Hanka is a student of the Sales Transformation Master's as well. And I've been very, very, you know, interested in some of the lines of inquiry that hanker has been pursuing on her masters but i'm also invited hanker to take part because in, in in the podcast um because it's very rare that we see um females reach such a, a level of of position in an organization and so i'm very much hoping that we can explore hanker with you um you know how um, how you are addressing some of the challenges in the marketplace in the Czech Republic, um, how you've managed to navigate your career uh in SAP up to the, you know, very high levels uh within SAP. And uh would very much like to talk about the challenges maybe you face being a female in in you know the tech world, which is quite male dominated as well. So these are the three kind of themes for us to explore. But before we start, I wonder for the benefit of our listeners, if you can just tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you come to be in sales and what's been (laughs) your journey?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, very, very, very pleased to be with you today. Um, And uh, I still see myself like uh, on the journey. Uh, so I'm still, let's say, uh, exploring also uh, uh, other possibilities. So I'm still like not se- seeing that I completed all my experience. And, and what I will be sharing today is really relevant till, uh, till this moment. Okay. And and, and I think that it, it's really very interesting uh, for me, uh, all this uh, new... Possibilities, and I was, uh, st- you know, uh, how I end up in SAP in IT in sales. Definitely, yeah. my journey was totally different because, uh, or spe- in you know, specific because I studied uh, civil engineering, um, and uh, then in uh, the middle of school or university, I was really absolutely impressed by the topic of marketing okay. that I found out. Very close to my heart, to my values, to something what really I like, because uh, it was really kind of combination of uh, uh, creating demand, creating uh, something that nobody no- mm. don't want or, uh, you know, know that, uh, that I needed um, in terms of like, uh, this is really now my new needs. And of course, yeah. it's a lot of creativity. And uh, with the marketing, uh, then, of course, in civil engineering, uh, probably this is not the best uh, place to be uh, okay. to exploring more. And I found out IT as very dynamic and very interesting uh, area, uh, and especially for the marketing um, uh, should be really good point, a uh, good start. Um, so... As a pilot, I step into the i t and i'm already in i t more than twenty years
0: <laughs> so okay. so you entered um you entered the market i mean if if we look back at the sort of history of the czech republic and 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 how it developed so twenty years ago, what was it like being in the Czech Republic then because that and that's the point at which you entered you know this new area of technology. So perhaps you could just share for us a little bit the journey that you've seen from a sort of country perspective.
1: Yeah, no, actually, you know, it's a little bit very, um, very interesting situation because, of course, uh, due to the communist regime and so on, we somehow missed uh, some part of development that usually our Western, uh, you know, countries uh invest and and really have uh, already that time the level of uh, information technologies to be used so after the revolution we had really very huge boom in terms of like that all companies came to the market and and really a lot of companies um, uh, and customers started to invest to standard software coming from western europe um, so also you can uh, see uh, this year and last year, majority of uh, uh, companies in the Czech Republic celebrating 30 years because it's really, uh, you know, some, some, some period that, uh, that representing that time. Um, so, so it was really a lot of kind of, let's say, pioneering uh, activities and, and it was yeah. really huge boom. And um, currently uh, what I'm, you know, comparing uh, today and, and uh, yeah. this 20, 25 years back, it's uh, mostly uh, about like readiness of the customers because that time for customers, majority of those solutions or topics that we were discussing and that Western companies and, and global companies and international companies bring to the Czech Republic that time was really a lot of new knowledge uh, for the Czech customers and for Czech companies. But currently, what I absolutely currently don't see a, a difference between the readiness and knowledge of uh, of the managers uh, and the companies and customers here in the Czech Republic comparing with the other companies around the world. So I think that the biggest difference is really the readiness and understanding of the topic and okay. also a mu- much more experience that currently uh, uh, we have comparing yeah. you know 20 25 years back.
0: Do you know? I remember um I was doing a project with um, Apple computers, and um, one of and and one of the projects was in the Czech Republic, and it wasn't long after the revolution, actually. And I, I remember that I was running a workshop with some of the Apple dealers in the Czech Republic, and uh, we had incredibly bright and intelligent people moving into the tech space but like in medicine and in astrophysics and you know or you know lots of science related topics and you know they sort of steered their way into the tech world but it was um it was a privilege I think for me to have had the opportunity of being able to be there quite soon after you know, I'm mm-hmm. showing my age here, but it was, you know, it made a, a marked impression on me. The, the, these bright people who were entering a kind of new world, a new world of doing business and absolutely eager to lap up information, um, having the intelligence to be able to assess it very quickly and, and kind of move on. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just reminisce very slightly past, plus, plus the, you know, the benefit of, of being able to explore that wonderful city, you know, that is Prague as well. So, okay. You. So oh, you've, you, you entered sales from, I mean, that's quite a big uh, switch from civil engineering to tech. And um, were you in a sales and marketing role from the early stage? I mean, what, what were your early sort of stage career and was it yeah. SAP that you joined all those years no. ago?
1: No no no, yeah. no, 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 no. So yeah. I, I joined another, um, let's say it was Scandinavian ERP uh, vendor. I joined as a marketing manager and then I joined uh, a local business. Uh, one of the biggest IT system integrator here in the Czech Republic. Yeah. And it was a partner of SAP, of Oracle, of a yeah. lot of other uh, big vendors uh, and really implementing their solution here in the Czech Republic. And what was very interesting was that uh, two years after I joined this company, this company has been acquired by a company called NES. Uh, it was that time Israel slash US uh, startup. With okay. the vision to build really global system integrator, uh, yeah. focusing on the really tier one and and really enterprise solutions, yeah. and I became a member of this M&A acquisition team uh, for the CEE region. Yeah, and uh, this was one of my very let's say most important learning uh, yeah. uh, for the entire business because of course you know being part of, for, for this negotiation of the, of course, that time I was really very young and I was yeah. responsible for a branding and I was responsible, uh, responsible for sales processes alignment and for some other things. Um, so observing my colleagues, how they negotiate, you know, what it's important how they are preparing for such very important meetings that you have as a part of m a So this yeah. was something that I was really, really, uh, let's say, again, found uh, um, as very inspiration place to be Um, and then I had really privileged that I become for some time part of the global marketing slash product team uh, because this company decided to go IPO uh, so we had, again, a lot of experience in terms of how to prepare the company for IPO in terms of standardizing the process reporting, really making a global company. Um, so so again, I had um, a lot of uh, very interesting opportunities to learn um, different experience, different cultures. It was also yes. something that was totally new to me that time, um, that um, really the culture meaning something in the business.
0: Yes. Okay, but were you still based in the Czech Republic at that time? Or were you, yeah, so part of a global team, but based in the in the Czech Republic. How amazing. So you got that experience when you were very young. That's so interesting. So maybe we could move on now to where you are today and and, and sort of what your journey has been through to, to SAP. And also, I'd love you to share a little bit what you're doing outside of SAP, because I know that you're also on some very important boards um, in the Czech Republic. And I think it'd be just re- really interesting to have that context as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So in, in SAP, actually, now I'm nine years. Um, I started uh, as a pre-sales manager, um, so with the mission to really, because that time also SAP launched our new uh, uh, flagship as for Hana. Um, so my mission was really how to change from the technical consulting and technical approach of selling for Mm. the business value and really for the transformative sales. Um, So this is something that was really mission that I like it and I decided to join SAP. And now uh, it will be in August, it will be five years uh, in the position as MD um that i found really as one of the most exciting job uh you know that i yeah. never dream about uh, actually uh but a really job that uh that is so much expi- you know inspiration energizing you of course taking also a lot of energy but it's it's really something that absolutely um fitting to my to my personality to my values to to everything what i want to do so it's it's really perfect and uh, and I think this is uh, one of also connecting to, to my other roles uh, that I believe that what is really, really important, especially when uh, you are part of such a global organization, that you always need, at least it's my way, that I'm always trying to find my own way, how I should, let's say, bring something back um, as I'm part of the big corporation, of course you should bring something back to your corporation. It's usually the revenue and the results and so on. What is the yeah. corporation expecting from you? On the other side, you are still based and responsible for some market. And I think this is this was one of my my priority already from the beginning of my role to use the knowledge and power of SAP for helping the czech republic from different perspectives helping the czech companies to become a global and use the experience and use the best practices Mm. but also bringing all the best practices we have in other areas as sap and helping to somehow let's say um, uh, educating the market or educating or uh, accelerating some of the topics and uh, then um, came uh, you know uh, i got this offer to become a board member uh, for the Czech Chamber of Commerce, okay. that is the biggest commercial or uh, commercial chem- chamber in the Czech Republic, with almost seven hundred uh, members, uh, really representing a huge uh, scope mm-hmm. of different companies. Yeah. and um, I'm I'm very proud uh, that yeah. I got this uh, this opportunity because, of course, then some of uh, my thoughts and, and it's very going also very much in line with uh, my topic for the master, that yeah. it's really the value of education and value of uh, long-life learning um, is now uh, should be accelerated uh, because uh-huh. as, a, as a board member, my main topic, it's really digital skills gap, education, learning, and what, you know. how really we should make sure that our companies in the Czech Republic stay competitive and, and and really relevant on the Czech market and mm. still be able to delivering added value for the Czech market.
0: One of the things that we talk about on the Masters, is, uh, and we we did this on module one, was to talk about the I, the we and the greater we. And I can really see that you've taken, you know, you, this is part of your DNA. I, I, don't, I don't think we needed to have talked about <laughs> it. But it's very, very interesting to see how your vision um has you know it's not just about yourself it's not just about you know your your own career path but it, it you know I've sensed that there's been a very strong like you say sort of giving back you know for the benefit of the country and in, you know that's reflected now in some of these very senior well the senior appointment that you now have with the chamber of commerce so um I just think it's a, it, it, it's a, it's it's quite inspiring actually to hear you talk about Um, about the, um, kind of what your mission is, I guess, you know. Yeah. But Philip, what I, what I really found
1: out is that this IV and greater V is really something that it's a DNA of majority of the leaders that I am like valuating as the good leader. Okay. So when I when I am meeting the the different and other leaders, doesn't matter the industry, doesn't matter you know if yeah. it's private, public, if we talk about different you know um, uh, arrangement of the companies, but this is what I found out. Very, I'm not saying surprisingly, but this is yes. kind of like common DNA. That okay. always, you know, they think about, yeah, what I should do with myself, because of course I'm not happy or I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I'm not seeing that, you know, I'm perfect. So the, the I, what I see it is that those people are always challenging themselves, including okay. myself. They always thinking on the first priority on, on their teams and what they should do with their teams and not just seeing them as kind of like not performing or not good team, whatever, yeah. you know, that they always believe to their teams. But they also has kind of let's say internal needs of going a little bit broader, you know, not just like stopping with the doors of my company, but really going going even outside. And this is kind of like I found out
0: really majority of them have it. (laughs) Wow. Well maybe maybe that's because, you know, if you're joining a chamber of commerce, well, maybe not so. I mean, you you must be driven, you know, to Want to to maybe share? I mean, that's perhaps what Chamber of Commerce has do. But I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that there there would be people who could potentially join it just to get personal gain, you know, from the network. But what 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 you're suggesting here is you sense this more altruistic uh, sort of you know giving um, yep. as part of the DNA of what makes a great leader. Um, and I I think that's really interesting. I don't not sure that I've necessarily when you start to look at all the leadership theories, you know, of what makes a great leader, and we've introduced you to quite a few of these over your different modules, but I'm not sure this um this leadership trait that you've identified is something that perhaps has been specified in some of the more traditional theories. So I'm going to look into that that point. But it's it's interesting. an interesting one. It is. Yeah. Really, yes. really interesting. And 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 just
1: Philip, if Philip, if I may, because I uh, this week I found um, uh, one very interesting uh, kind of concept or theory. Let's put it this way, and it's about the serendipity, if you
0: know. Serendipity, yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: and it was first time I I really had a chance to a little bit explore more details about like this model, and I have to say that. It's helping, uh, answering a lot of, let's say, questions, why somebody is more successful than the other. Because, you know, if, and and this is something what I like it on on this model very much, because it's really the principle, it's very simple. If you, you know, by your DNA, by your behavior, by your setup that you cannot influence, But you you as a person are capable to see the opportunities where the others are not seeing these opportunities and you are ready to take those opportunities. And I think that this is also some some combination because if you are, let's say, more open for, let's say, even surprises and and really taking those opportunities positively, this is something that usually it's coming back to you. And I I always was like, you know, how come, you know, how it's possible that, you know, it's really working positively. And, you know, like discussion about, you know, the lucky people and, and yeah. you know, the people that are not so much lucky. But this serendipity, serendipity yeah. is, is really very nice describing this one. So I found this model and definitely I want to figure out more about that because it's it's very interesting that sometimes you feel that, you know, it's pity I'm not so lucky like that person. Uh, but it's the the lucky. is not just like you know something that it's coming without yeah. any other reasons behind. Um, so uh, this yeah. is what I will. I want to learn more. Uh, I, I don't know if you had
0: experience with this model or the theory. No, no. But as you as you talk here, I'm, I'm trying to recall, and I'm probably misquoting this. the is, is serendipity is where preparation and chance combined something like that preparation because it's quite interesting it's whether you know and i know we spoke speak quite a lot about mindsets and and you know like you were just saying that that where you're able to see things that maybe other people don't see you know and you know how much of this comes you know comes back down to this sort of curiosity, growth mindset, uh, proactive creativity for seeing or making things happen and then having the courage, you know, the tactful audacity, Mm -hmm. you know, to have the courage to to make something happen, to believe you can do it. So um, how much of serendipity is caused by having a combination of these mindsets, I think is are you gonna make this the subject of your um your final project or is no, that... no, no. i I'm, yeah, I'm, that...
1: not, I'm not i'm not extending you know <laughs> extending, <yeah. laughs> i I have already enough uh no but but what what I believe that you know especially in nowadays uh i still what what I am observing is really that uh, people are somehow. Of course, we have a lot of uh, new stress and a lot of yeah. unknown things. And it's really happening all around and coming from even the areas that you always believe that are something like secure, secure positions, yeah. you know, that during COVID that uh, kids can go to school, that, you know, all these things, you know, totally change um, the kind of like our foundation and our yeah. basics uh, that the people are, let's say, more you know, more, more under the highest stress and so on. So, and what I'm observing is that the people are saying, yeah, but he's lucky.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, and that is lucky, you know, and I'm not lucky. And, and then, you know, you are just thinking, okay, but how it's possible that somebody is more lucky than the other ones. And, and so I was, I was just like curious about that because actually, i am i am definitely feeling myself as a lucky person that i'm always having uh the in the right moment meeting the right people and yeah. showing me the new opportunities and uh, and and giving me the chance that you know in a few months years you just can really judge or yeah. can really name it as the very important and very positive um so therefore i was looking you know how come That's, you know, you know, it's, it's happening like that, but it's very much also very much definitely connected to all what you said about the mindset about, you know, um, uh, the the ability or a readiness of people to challenge themselves and to, let's say, maintain, uh, their, their setup. Because if, if you are just like keeping like it is usually there is no progress.
0: Yeah. OK, well, um, I know that from some of the discussions that we've had and, and, and um, I want to actually I want to come back to want to come back to um, the question of the markets as you see them now, you know, as an MD, because I think, you know, the world is going to a very turbulent time and I'd be really interested, to, you know, to, to hear how you see it through the lens of an MD. But this may be linked a little bit to what we're just discussing about serendipity mm-hmm. but i remember that you were quite interested in exploring the the generational differences i think in in your organization that you're managing and their sort of attitudes i mean i mm-hmm. you know perhaps to to work and i that may have been a an area that you explored in your earlier stage masters projects but uh, I think it was quite interesting and it may be partly influenced by the pandemic and the impact that that had on people's motivation at work. So I'd I'd be really interested if you wouldn't mind sharing um, uh, some of your observations as, as as an MD, sort of managing you know i'm not sure how large your team is but obviously with many different uh, sort of age ranges and experience ranges and and your concern about keeping you know the motivation i guess going you know through difficult yep. times
1: so first of all what i what i really see is that the market is moving Okay. Uh, w- we should discuss about what is the motivation, what is be- behind it, you know, some of them also, of course, those negative things, what is going around us um, because the people, let's say, feel uh, not safe in terms of like, yeah. future career, future positions and so on. So, but definitely what we can observe is that market, is significantly moving. Okay. And, I believe that move is always possible, potential Potative. positive change okay. and an opportunity. Of course, it should be also the opposite one, but I see it as opportunity. Yeah, but on the other side, what we also observing is that, and and there is pl majority of the studies talking about really a gap in terms of people that we will be missing, you know, a lot of people, yes. for example, just Czech Republic, it's missing just today, 14,000 IT experts, you know, so it's really that we are seeing that there is lack of experience or not experience, educated people right. for specific roles. And this is about IT, but when you are talking with any other area um, uh, or industry, you will hear the same. So it doesn't matter in which industry you are, everybody is talking about that that there is not enough people and that they really need uh, additional people. And and then when you go a little bit more deeper to demographic uh, situation, we all know that unfortunately, you know, our generation or our population is going uh, to be older. And that we somehow need to find the balance about how all those generations should uh, really work together. Because now it's the moment when as a working population, there is a really combination of the biggest number of all generation now in the active production population or working population. And, and, And the differences are really huge. And what for me was one of the most Let's say important moment is that currently the uh, the last generation, even the this generation um, Alpha, yeah. uh, the latest study is saying that this generation in fact doesn't have kind of like symbols or kind of like trends that you can describe it. For millennials, for, for even uh, Generation X, you still can yep. find some commonalities, something that will help to address how to work with the generation, you okay. know, X, Y, Z. But if that, now we are touching Alpha, Alpha is already so broad because they, they don't have those, you know, commonalities. Okay. So, so this is something that for us, it's, uh, you know, as an employer, bringing totally new challenges because there is let's say no standard that can address because you know they really expecting that each and every is individual and should be treated as individual and that you know these uh, averages and and commonalities it's something that they they are not accepting uh on the other side you still have in your you know, a team, uh, the generation millennials, generation X, and, yeah. you know, even the older and those generations expecting something different. So I think the, 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 the biggest now for me challenge and, and really very interesting complexity that it's coming yeah. is in terms of like how to combine this, let's say, yeah. older yeah. generation with the new one and find the best from both. Because I think the old generation really can help with a lot of structure. With really, they have a lot of experience yeah. and and so on. And young generation is bringing this kind of let's say openness for piloting things, for prototyping yeah. the things, for really like be eager for for bringing the new uh, new things. But of course, with the older generation, they should really. Prevent some potential mistakes or, or, or yeah. let's say, really problems, because the old generation should should show them uh, where the risks should should come from. Yeah. So this is something what I believe is really very interesting uh, model, and of course, those younger generation now with COVID, uh, they lost um, kind of very important moment or period of time yeah. Uh, yeah. to get some very important experience especially you know with interactive you know with really socializing and so on and i think it will be very difficult now to to be like generally saying you know what is behind that because i think that still it's very early to judge what will be the impact but for me the most important is that Yes, the new generation doesn't have a commonalities and don't look at for some kind of let's say yeah. like description. You know, this is the typical behavior or typical needs. No. Yeah. They're unlimited. So. Um,
0: yes. Okay. So you've stated the problem. Have you have you have you got a solution for it, or is it something that you're <laughs> just working with your HR team to kind of, you know, no, no, um, and managers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No.
1: Um, so I'm. I'm very. Um. I didn't find the answer yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but what helped me uh, a lot was few of the theories that we touched during our master. Okay. First one it's really this topic of uh, brain plasticity, uh, okay. because if we will not bring the new impulses and if we will let's say not really train brain of young generation but yeah. also the older generation uh, then definitely the change will not come or this let's yeah. say more kind of sink will not not, not happen right. and this uh, this uh, plasticity on the other side it's giving you a chance that yeah, yeah. still each one of us can somehow develop you know and that yeah, yeah. we should really find We should really learn the new behavior and new model of, let's say, doing the things. Of doing things. Uh, So I think that what is very important that we cannot just like very, you know, have easy judgment that, you know, this is this or that. So really this, uh, this was for me kind of like moment when I said, you know, it's okay. You know, we are still, all of us has this plasticity. So all of us should really do something. Yeah. Uh, The second is uh, about uh, this learning, because, of course, uh, the most important is that, and and this was very interesting, you know, to see the difference between uh, transformation and and really transactional changes and really how to lead the change management, because this is, in fact, what we need to do. We need really to think about change management, but not as a transactional one. Because usually those younger generation, they really want to, let's say, mo- they are more eager to understand why, you know, how much it will cost them in terms of uh, resources, how how long it will take, you know, what will be the benefits and so on. they have more questions also, for example, back to values, you know, back yeah. to some kind of, let's say, a more um, a higher level of meaning why we do what we do. Um yeah. So, so this is something that brings me back to the topic of, okay, so if I'm expecting to do some changes and I want to, let's say, bring those generation closer to each other, that they should really understand each other more precisely. So it means that I need to provide them some more knowledge and, and learning, yeah. uh, for, for different topics. Yeah. And then I started to look at, okay, you know, but, uh. Uh, I don't know what is your experience, usually probably you are working with the people who are somehow in, inside motivated to work on themselves. But uh, my experience was that it's really, really a mm, challenge to motivate uh, adults for yeah. learning, you know, for yeah, yeah. additional education. Yeah. Uh, So I was looking about what is behind it and and what are the best practices. And I found very, very interesting model that it's addressing exactly what we just uh, discussed before. And it's called peer-to-peer learning.
0: It's called peer-to-peer learning. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because because this is exactly allowing you to combine the generation, combine the different experience. And bringing, like, not only the senior people to teach the young ones, but also yeah. to teach the young ones, the senior one, for other topics. And then you are really kind of, like, creating the culture that, you know, that it's really, for me, the learning culture. Um, and specifically when you have so dynamic uh, um, yeah. market as we have, and also sales, it's very, very dynamic, you know. Uh, yeah. This is something that I we really find as a, one of the most uh, interesting job because you need to, let's say, know so many things. So oh,
0: many things, yeah.
1: Um, that I found out, and this is definitely one of my uh, intention to pilot uh, this peer-to-peer and to yeah. really do kind of observation If if really this can help me to address what we discussed before. So yes. combine the generation and do the different style of learning.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the uh, it's very interesting. Um, have you got any thoughts about how you might pilot that? You because I imagine you need some sort of structure to it, and yeah, and and um, I wouldn't know where you would necessarily start. Do you know? Is it a buddy system where you? you know, buddy people up together or do you get clusters of people of different generations to work together on problems and projects? And uh, so, so currently, my, my
1: thoughts, it's a little bit different because we already have a buddy program, we have different yeah, other yeah, programs I know. already in yeah. place. Um, but as also market, it's very dynamically changing uh, okay. and we see that our people need some new knowledge for example you know the complexity what oh, the top what it should solve it's really yeah. huge you know we yeah, can yeah. really do from a to z you know we can yeah, yeah. you know talk about each and every process in the company and making this simple and understandable mm-hmm. for the customer but Really not selling the technical uh, features and functions, but really going more to business value to really this transformation topic. It's something that I am now seeing that even, for example, some young people are more ready for this style of selling than the older one. So my approach will be that we decided to uh, like, it's like 10 or 11 topics. That currently we are, as a management, seeing that are important to be successful in sales. Okay. And we will, uh, now it's describe it, uh, so it's prepared, and we will ask our sales team to vote for two most important for them. Okay. For two that they believe will really make a difference in their success. Yeah. And for those two, I'd like to create a voluntary uh, working groups, uh that okay. the working group should be between five to six people.
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: And uh you know, f- of course, uh for, for each group we need kind of like I- I'm calling like spokesperson. So I'm yeah. not saying that this is a leading the group, no, it's yeah. a spokesperson. Okay. Somebody who will uh, who will get uh the peer to peer training. So what does it mean? How it's working and then we will be really dri- driving those two uh, currently we are even thinking about really like working groups we are thinking about like more this let's say uh, of course we want to give them the concrete task with the results with the uh, co- uh, with the uh, competencies and so on so really allowing them to use this platform as not something just to talk yeah. but really to make the impact and to come with some yeah. uh, with some concrete outcomes so this is the plan um, and uh, what I found out also very important is that you need to have the kind of ownership for such a program because yeah. it's something that uh, you know. Yes, I know how to do it and want to do it, but uh, nobody has a capacity for that. Yeah. So we will also combine another uh, model uh, that we will open as a fellowship position for this program. So very I'd like important. to have a person from whatever you know. Where from SAP? who is eager about this topic about the uh, let's okay. say different generation diversity uh, yeah. new way of learning and that we will have this fellowship program as a new way how to introduce wow. this peer to peer and uh, yeah then we will evaluate and if it's well if it will be successful and working i hope that then i can continue
0: okay well, that's great well thank you for sharing so much about how you're going to approach it and it will be uh, is this going to be part of your your final paper you must be quite close to finishing now
1: uh actually i'm now finalizing the questions fin- for my survey
0: oh, oh okay right
1: um sure. but so so what i will be doing uh, is that you know my topic is really if psychological safety can unlock the learning potential because okay. what i believe that all those new style including the peer-to-peer learning has one pre- very important prerequisite that called psychological safety, because yeah. if the people really don't feel safe in terms of taking the risk, uh, trying experiment, yeah. make the mistakes, you know, and so on, then of course there will be very kind of let's say um, reserved uh, yeah. to eager to learn some new things and try yeah. to use the new skills that they will yeah. they will learn. Um, so this is my project, and and in the project. Um, what I'd like to do is um that I would like to come or bring um three to four another examples how different companies approaching this topic. I already found a very interesting model very similar to this peer to peer but really more structured as the academy Okay, uh, that one company. Uh, one company introduced internally, and they are very successful with uh, with this one. You know, they have yeah. always fully booked uh, everything. Um, so, so this is uh, so. My aim is really just like bring the concrete examples from the Czech market. What yeah. are the approach of different companies? What are the best practices? And then, of course, showing what should be the impact. Because I think again, here uh, it's very important just to. But to inspire that it's yeah. not necessary only about big budget, big programs, and so on. That yeah. you should really, if, even with a small initiative, make a difference.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that um, that there will be others within your chamber of commerce contacts that you, you know, if you come up with a model that can address this generational difference, I'm sure it's something that they would be interested in learning about. And uh, yes and so on. So I can see it sort of amplifying at some point. How interesting. Well, one of the topics that we also wanted to cover, um, Hanker, is is how easy has it been being a female sort of going through the sales world? Because there are not many people who get up to the, you know, the level that you're at. So has it ever bothered you? Or you know what? What have you? Have there been any glass ceilings that you had to break through in order to get to where you're at? But I, I know that SAP is a great believer in diversity, and so, you know, it's something that they, you know, encourage. I'm sure. But still, you know, the stats are in the in the sales world that mm-hmm. it, it's mainly male orientated. I think.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, I, I never experience. Uh, okay. kind of like uh, challenges uh, here and probably i was lucky to meet really people who gave me a trust who gave me yeah. a, a yeah. chance and who uh give me the opportunity and um so really as i told you as a part of this mna team uh yeah. you know I was, I was 28 you know and okay. and uh, really so yeah. it's something that i believe this is something that now making for me the the importance uh, factor that for the young generation it's so important to give them a chance with okay. no let's say with no limitation okay yeah, uh, because then you can really discover a talents yeah. Uh, yeah but it those the, if the young generation is not getting those opportunities then we should lose those talents because those yeah. people probably even will resignate on on their own let's say yeah. possibilities so what what i believe is you know being a female in cells um i think it's really I believe it's uh you know, I'm I'm always struggling that uh, female afraid to go to the to cells because yeah. it's a very stressful job. Yeah. Uh, um, and and probably this is the reason why they afraid. On the other side, I see a lot of our strengthness, something that it's helping a lot with the cells and with yeah. all the things, but also we touch a. Uh, during yeah, the during the master, uh, because really a uh, problem solving, you know the way yeah. how we should really generate the ideas, uh, uh, the the empathy, the communication, you know all those things. I believe we are really very well capable, uh, you know, ready and and capable to become a leaders. Yeah. But what probably is something that it's l- locking or not locking it's it's really you know influencing very much that we still don't see so many females as role models because okay. this is something that usually uh it's not about the, uh you know that you have a quota or that you have a special programs and so on i always believe that the m- main trigger and main change it's coming when you are having enough role models and it's not only about one or two and always i'm saying you know don't compare yourself with me because i'm already on such on some level that of course you need to go step by step and if you will be now dreaming to become md or to become a sales director probably you will see this dream as something that it's very very far and i think that what we need to do and and one of also my my uh, uh, activities what i'm doing because i'm also uh, taking a lot of uh, keynote speeches and 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 panel discussions uh is encouraging the young generation um to let's say dreaming about my next job but not the final one because if i will be just dreaming about okay you know my next career is some uh, my, my next job should be this and next next job and so on or if i am dreaming to be become md of course you know your readiness and your mm, yeah. ability to to move will be different yeah. because this this md should be too long and you know yeah. something that we also talk about that if you see and you see that you need to really invest for a very long time and you don't see the results and you are not feeling the satisfaction then probably you can lose the motivation and you can really use the this uh let's say energy uh to yeah. invest uh to that more so so this is what I believe it's very important for having more females um, in in uh, in the leadership and especially in cells um, so I, I think it's great you know to bring a students and just like give them the chance you know don't afraid mm-hmm. th- that they will make a mistakes you know this is something that I'm seeing biggest difference between, yeah. and now I, I'm, I'm not really experienced in other European cultures, so I'm, will be talking only about Czech, sure. but we yeah. are still so much afraid to make mistakes, you That's, know, comparing yeah. to us, for example. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think, um, I mean, I love this notion of psychological safety. And I think you remember us talking about Dr. Simon West and the museum of failure and. Uh, I mean, he's still going from strength to strength with his, uh, his work with that museum, which I, I think is so lovely and ironic, you know, mm-hmm. just very smart. But, I mean, one of the great things that's happening in our country is uh, this government initiative um, around sales apprenticeships. And uh, this has enabled us to build undergraduate sales degrees not postgraduate, which you of course you're on, um, for people at school to be able to apply. They need to apply to companies like SAP now is, is part of this, um, just starting this year. We're very happy with that in mm-hmm. the UK. But, you know, so part of the problem with females coming into sales is them wanting at school to choose to think of sales as a potential career path, uh, and so when you start to think about, um, you know, and we don't get so many applicants, you know, mm. that's what we're finding. So part of the challenge is is a cultural challenge almost of trying to get get schools, you know, to um, you know to offer sales as a potential opportunity. Mm. Um, and of course with the undergraduate degrees now, um, now you can join some amazing companies straight out of school, not go to university, get your degree, you know, and so we're hoping that we can address some of this, this, uh, imbalance of age, uh, sorry, not age of, of, of gender, yeah. um, in, in, in the process, but it's, um. Uh, It's surprisingly difficult, I would say, even with some of the possibilities. This, uh, you know, it's not cool to go into sales. But what you've said earlier on, I personally feel that females are so well-placed to do exceptionally well in sales, you know, for all of the reasons that we know, they're sort of, you know, social skills tend to be quite good. They tend to be emotionally intuitive, you know, uh, and problem solvers. Of course, you've then got the challenge, and I know you've got a young family as well. You know, you're sort of juggling family and pressures of work, and that makes it difficult. So you get people dropping out of sales and not taking on management positions while they take a career. Did you take a career break when you had young children, or did you? No, you just carried, you carried on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, again, a, another factor that makes it more, more, more difficult.
1: But what what I think, uh, Phil, Philip, what I see here also is that we should really more talk about different also uh, um, level of engagement or kind of let's say type of jobs, because okay. you know you know currently, for example, in Germany, SAP is piloting very interesting model of sharing a job, and especially in a sales. Job, yeah.
0: Okay, that's yes. interesting. Wow. So you have yeah. a
1: two female and, and yeah. really that, you know, especially, for example, after the maternity or whatever, and you know that yeah. you cannot come back to 100%, but, you know, as a sharing uh, job. So it really, you know, two females are sharing the sales position. And, you know, this yeah. is something that... Uh, Uh, You know, according you know what I heard about this program, it's really very successful. Of course, it's very much depending on the you know, uh, you know the individual people and they really trust each other and so on. So it's not something that you know should work with everybody. On the other side, you know, I believe that also the now the the new way of working, uh, these hybrid models and so on, should really open more about what does it mean. To be in cells and that you know the cells will be a little, little bit you know demystified that it's yeah. just a man world that it's yeah. something that you know w- w- you know females should be also very very successful and bringing a lot of new perspective and dimension in the in the process so yeah. so i think that what will be also good to to really talk about different model of yeah. positions yeah, yeah. You know, that not everything has to be 100% just like full-time.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's a really creative thought. Um, Hank, I realize we're getting towards the end of our hour, and I'm, I know you've probably got about a million board meetings to go to or whatever it is, or client meetings as well. But I, I think you're, you're an incredible inspiration, I think, uh, I'm sure for the team that you're managing. Um, but also, I just love the the sort of innovation and the fact that even, you know, you've, you've been an MD now for five years, yet you've elected to go on the master's program. And, you know, this curiosity to learn, you know, comes through, you know, very strongly, which is, which is obviously something that I'm such a strong believer in as well. Um, never too late to learn. We have a lady um, who is on our master's program in the UK who is 60 years old, yeah, and she's never had a degree, yeah, mm-hmm. and she she's managing very large accounts uh, in her business. They're in the waste disposal business, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and she said, I just want to learn. Isn't that <laughs> wonderful? You're never too old, <laughs> you know. It's lifelong learning, and it's so nice to hear these stories, but... Uh, Anka, I think we should say goodbye on that note, and thank you so much. And I hope you'll come back and join us on a future podcast once you've done your research and, and maybe share some of your findings. Would Would that be possible?
1: Uh, I I will be very very you know happy to to share with you. And I'm I can just echo what you said about this learning, because this is Philip. What I'd like to really probably make as my closing uh, okay. comment because. Yes, I was working very hard, and um, I had my family or I have my family, uh, yeah. you know two kids um, and in some moment, I somehow uh, forgot to learn, you know, I somehow okay. felt that I'm learning enough by doing yeah, and that okay. it's enough yeah and then with this opportunity of uh, master program, you know you know we talk about that I jumped with no so much, let's say <laughs> investigating, what does it mean? And my first, uh, shock was really big one. That's how big it is. And yeah. I was like, even like questioning myself if it's the right program for me. But now being almost two years, uh, with, uh, with you on, on this program, you really helped me to remind me that the learning and really the way how the master is structured. So it's not like, you know, just like memoring some stuff, but yeah. really exploring, studying, you know, and and be kind of like, you know, investigating what is behind that. This is really something that absolutely oh. moved me and I'm so excited and and I'm even really planning to continue to learn Very and cool. to continue with some other, let's say, post or whatever. I still don't yeah. know what, but I really want to do because oh. I found out That it's in today's world is so important uh, to to get the inspiration. And sometimes the work is so hard and the life is so hard that then you are missing the inspiration. And through that, I'm getting enough. You know that I'm getting even too much. (laughs) Uh, So thank you very much for that. Thank you how you you know you stuck to the master it's uh, bring me back one very important uh, moment
0: or yeah way uh, of uh, for my future oh, well that's brilliant and i'm i'm sure i haven't asked you yet how you where, where where will you be in 5 years from now but i'm sure it's going to be a you know some people will say you're very lucky but i think you're going to be serendipitous i think you're going to you know you're steering in this in in, in, in this uh in this direction. By the way, I just want, again, as an aside, uh, P- Peter Peter Pavel, yeah, your your president. I didn't know if I mentioned this to you, but um, was giving a lecture in one of the universities uh, it, on which my son-in-law was attending. He's a he's a he's a general in the army, and oh, I okay. think your 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 leader has a background, doesn't he, in the military? Um, but he. He he contacted me after he heard uh, uh, Peter Pavel talking, uh, saying how impressive he was, and I, I, you know, as a leader, so you 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 may agree or disagree with that. I don't know, but uh, you know, you know, clearly he's a remarkable leader. I think uh, from from what we can gather. So I, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe you're heading for president of the Czech Republic at some stage. Who knows? (laughs) yeah <laughs> anyway we'll see your future will be a very interesting one to follow but good luck with your masters um, Hanker, and, and we'll look forward to speaking to you again on one of these shows yeah thank you
1: thank you very much thank okay, you Okay. thank you